something about that third chord of this song. Ready? Listen. Ready? <laughs> it's like a harp. Fling. Yeah. Fucking harp. Good old Mike. I've seen pictures. Is he dying? I have no idea. He looked like death. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't at the show, but my man either needs a burger or fucking, I don't know, more life. They're, well, everyone's old men now. I know, but shit. He I, must have been old when he started. <laughs> Mike, not looking so hot. Sorry. Mike? Sorry, Mike. Mike Lowry. <laughs> And you know what? And I, from what I remember, I mean, we're talking 12 years ago now. But from what I remember, I don't think Mike was big on the drink. I think uh, me and little Andy were doing all the pounding. See, I like how you know everyone's names and fucking... Oh, we had a big night. I know you guys did. I wasn't there for it. Oh, I wish you were, buddy. We were fucking rocking and rolling. Remember when we first saw them and they were like wrestling at the bar? Yeah, yeah. At, it was uh, in Boundbrook. Right. And they were on the other side of the bar from us doing, like, fucking, like, whipping each other off the ropes and doing wrestling moves. And we were like, look at those fucking hillbillies. And then all of a sudden, bring, 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 <laughs> fucking bowing and loving things. Okay. Hit, hitting that third chord like a harp. Ready, Mike? <laughs> Mike's the Maraca rocker, too, huh? I Let guess. Me- was he, did he make that dumb face when he did it? I don't know. See, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't looking at faces. No. You when it, when you you do that, you uh, look at faces. Yeah, you like <laughs> you you evaluate the musicians in their in their. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not like that. I don't. I don't like pay attention to dudes because I have this thing where like if I hear a band, that's it. I I fucking create a whole portrait of what that band is before I ever see them. Yeah. And that's what they look like. And if they don't live up to my expectations of face, then they get a point taken off. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have to look like what I think you look like when you're playing. Because if you don't, like, when you get, like, a band that has, like, a fat guitar player, that really bums me out. It's weird, right? Like, the fat guitar player in, like, Taking Back Sunday. Is there a fat guitar player in that band? Yeah. See, I've never and seen And he'll, it. like, spin his guitar and scream. It's like, you do not look like you should be doing that. <laughs> it's, isn't that weird? I feel the same way, and I feel guilty about that because... <laughs> I know. Because, it's shallow. Yeah, it's, you yeah. shouldn't be... Yeah, it's, that's what it is. But I think it's just because you're so used to, like, quote-unquote rock stars or people in bands being, like, these skinny like uh wafy dudes you know and shit and then when there's a fat guy especially in a, a say it's a five-piece band and four of them are, are yeah. skinny guys and there's one fat guy you kind of feel like what the fuck are you doing there dude yeah. like you shouldn't be in a band but you know what i'll take a fat drummer yeah drummers can be fat you're right why i don't know <laughs> and you know sitting behind and toms. you know what's weird here's another thing that's weird is sometimes i think drummers are fat when they're not really? let me give you a good example is uh, I've, uh his name's escaping me right now but the drummer from weezer uh pat wilson pat wilson for some reason i think he's a fat guy he's not a fucking fat guy he, but he looks like a fat guy but does he yeah he's not overweight but he's got like the face of like a, fat a round man. face, maybe. Yeah, because I picture him fat too. Yeah. Not a, not a whale. Yeah, but, but I like a I picture man. him as a fat man, and then every time I see him, like, oh, I'm, he's probably thinner than I am. He has like a big head. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but I think I just relate 
drummers to being and another one would be uh bad religion well yeah that dude um, well they've had so many but i picture the one fat the guy from the stranger than fiction era <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. he was dude. like a video game fat kid yeah yeah he that's exactly what he was like yeah. he was sitting at home playing fucking counter-strike or something exactly um eating doritos and drinking <laughs> yeah Mountain dew code red <laughs> yeah with a big stretch t-shirt <laughs> there's a there's been a mosquito flying around a high five studios all all when I was setting up, so if we both get the Zika, I apo- <laughs> yeah. I'm going to apologize right now. But um, if we pop out some fucking conehead babies, <laughs> I was going to say, let's grab a third mic. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Yeah, that's all he said. Oh, he's right there. Oh, he almost hit you in the fucking went, forehead. Just went to the eyelash. It's because you got the fucking the <laughs> veins popping. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else is a fan? It's not funny. I don't. You know what? You know what else throws me off? Like, uh, what's the band? Um, that cheesy punk rock band. Uh, fuck, why can't I think of them? They had a lot of hits, like, when we were in college with all those other poppy punk bands. Some 41. Oh, okay. Not fat, but he's, like, Peruvian. <laughs> or like, oh, the, the guy that they call Brown Sound? That dude? He's brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, call yeah. him Brown Sound? Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah. call him Brown Sound, because I always found that kind of funny. Yeah, he's not black. But he's like something right. like Caribbean, maybe. No, nah, not Caribbean. But he's like a, a brown Spaniard, I guess. Yeah. But he just doesn't fit in. Okay, here's a fucking example. And, and it this is very shallow and weird because, honestly, the guy probably looks more like me than anything <laughs> is the fucking lead singer of MXPX. He's like, he's got... He, I, I thought he was an Asian dude. He's like a brown dude with like a weird face. <laughs> and it, free, and, it, it, and always, like more when I was younger, it, it, but but it, for some reason it would always freak me out. Like he didn't feel like he looked like the, the lead singer of a band. It, yeah. it was weird. You know, a fatty that doesn't bother me, I think he's the bassist for uh, Sublime. He's a fucking Sublime wow. with Rome? Yeah, without Rome. Well, he probably, maybe, what's Rome? I have no idea. I think it's Sublime without Brad, is it? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I Every time I either. see Sublime, it says with Rome, with and I don't Rome. know what that means. That might be the new lead singer's name is Rome. I thought it meant like Sublime, like with, you know, with like with, with extra, room. like when you get fucking laundry detergent with extra bleach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that means. I don't know. But there's, there's a bunch of these fucking weirdos that don't. It's funny as fuck, that guy. A funny fat guy is good to have in the band. Yeah, that's how you make up for it. Like, yeah. like the basis for Newfound Glory. Yeah, see, so you can't. I don't, he's, a, he's a whale. The only person I know in Newfound Glory is the guy from Shia Lude, right? He was Chad. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the only person that I even come close to yeah. knowing. So I don't I'm, know their names, but I know the basis is a fat guy. But he makes up for it with humor. Like he'll play shirtless, and he has like a tattoo on his gut that says like "Fill me." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, he'll play up to his fat. Okay. Yeah, and they just had, like, a reunion tour. Still sure. Reunion tour? When or did they like, break up? I guess when we were in college when all of that music was happening. Okay. All, like, all that Bowling for Soup music. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And they recently went on tour again. And, you know, I guess that they're all the same. The drummer is, like, ripped to fuck. I think he's on roids. See, well, how you, you, you fucking <laughs> evaluate people's physical I'm not, I'm not attributes. I'm not, okay. I got the whole band. I, I, I would not be able to pick anybody in Newfound Glory out of a fucking lineup. They could come to my... I'll give you the whole lineup. They could fucking murder my family. 
I could watch it happen. And when they brought me down to the, the police station, I'd be like, I don't know. That that guy over there, I have no idea. But you fucking know what they look like? Yeah, drummer shredded, right? I know uh, what Axl Rose looks like. <laughs> that's the only, that's it. Yeah, but can you pick Axl out of a lineup? Uh, well, uh, not like, nowadays. That's like fucking some, uh, what's it called? What the, oh man, I had a great joke and I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to go with it. Fuck! I can't. If I if I remembered his name, it would have been funny. But I was gonna say that guy from that movie, uh, Smoking Aces, that like gets the plastic surgery and they forget that it's really him. Oh. <laughs> if I thought of his name, it would have been great. But anyway, so newfound glory. Drummer shredded. Chad still wearing fucking uh, short sleeve plaid button downs with a hat. Same. Still, still has. Um, I, I don't still, know. Still preppy. <laughs> still, still has fucking um, those cool spacers that people wore in their ears for all that time. Yeah, still wearing a bane. T-shirt. Whenever I see, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true that fucking bane t shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's either the goddamn bane t shirt or the fucking um, Joy Division uh, fucking t shirt. The, the the album cover of that jo- nah, one yeah, Joy yeah, Division yeah, album. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are those the two staple fucking <laughs> shirts at shows? Go tos. Whenever I see dudes that still have the. Fucking fucking stretched out ears though i'm uh, it's fucking it's that's such a throwback uh, and i'm always like haha just wait buddy that's then you're gonna be the old man with fucking danglers oh yeah but who gives a shit about that but but i'm just saying thing. like that's like that would like that would be like seeing, i'll analyze you later <laughs> seeing somebody seeing somebody with those ear things now is like see it would be like seeing somebody wearing jankos and a ball necklace and a sideways oh, I visor wish, i wish even better than jankos were those fucking like orbits or whatever or, no or UFOs. You, uh, it was like a cross between Raver and Marilyn Manson, but they were like ridiculously big. But then there was like one side where the tassels that used to be on your bike, and then there was a bowling necklace wallet chain on the other side. They were like way out of control. Can I say something real quick, and then you could get back to evaluating <laughs> evaluating the physical uh, attributes of uh, a pop punk band that nobody cares band. about? Yeah. Um, Marilyn Manson, uh, it, it, for the first time in my life, is now scaring me. And let me tell you why. Because he looks like Nicolas Cage? Yeah, well, here's the deal. <laughs> like, you know, his whole thing is like, you know, he was he was trying to be fucking crazy and, and look yeah. at me, I'm a monster, and my yeah. eyes are different things, and sometimes I have boobs, and I'm on stilts, and yeah. here's my dick and all that uh, yeah, shit. I took a rib out to blow myself. Right, and, yeah. and you're just like, okay, like, uh, uh, that's cool. You want to be a circus freak, whatever. No problem, dude. Stilts. And fu- <laughs> like that cr- those scary stilts. He rocks the stilts. Oh, wow. yeah, he does that shit. Actually, scare me. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, through that whole thing of oh my god, Marilyn Manson's a maniac. He lights kids on fire and shit or whatever. You're just like, okay, cool. That's a nice act. Like, have fun. Now Marilyn Manson is old. He's got the turkey neck going, super turkey. But neck. but he's been dressing up like a normal human being, like in a three piece suit with like a respectable fucking parted haircut and shit, without the makeup yeah. on. And every time I but see him still like a that, pentagram on his neck, it scares the <laughs> fuck out of me. It it, it it hit Marilyn Manson as a normal human being is a, is scary shit. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? He's actually like a really smart dude. I'm um, sure. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about the guy. Yeah, I know. I'm I not know. making fun of him. Actually, there's I some. Know. I like some Marilyn. Manson music. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying that the whole time he's going out of his way to be this crazy demon freak. Yeah. And then all he had to do was just dress up in a nice, respectable seersucker suit, and everyone would be like, (laughs) (laughs) The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Like when I see Marilyn Manson interviews, I'm like, Yo, my man should run for prez. Like he has that voice, like he'll cross his legs and be like, Well, what I think is, you know, he's a totally normal, you know, total. 100% evaluation on my my part. He gets an A. 
Okay, so what does the drummer for Newfound Glory's pecs look like? Huh, huge. <laughs> huge. My man is on super growth hormone. Uh, <laughs> so Chad, still rocking the Vision shirt or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, the singer went for the textbook. Uh, he's, a, he's a trend follower. He's going skinny jeans, and he has the bleached Miley Cyrus haircut. Got it. So full trends. Right. Uh, bassist. Still fatty, still has sausage nipples. Uh, the only difference is he shaved off all his hair, completely bald, and he grew the huge beard, but still shirtless. Okay. So he, you know, still, still That's playing. That's his shtick. Yeah, still mm-hmm. playing the fat man role. And then the other guy, I don't even know who the fuck. You could put whoever in that position. Right. I don't even know who that guy was. Might as well be the guitar player from Hoobastank. <laughs> You know, I don't think I ever told this story, but I'm not like a fighter or whatever. I don't know what was going through my brain. I probably just wanted to go home, but I almost got this. (laughs) Wait, I don't, no matter where you go from here, like that was the weirdest setup for anything ever. I'm not a fighter. You know what I mean? I probably just wanted to go home. Was Was there a situation where you had to punch your way home? (laughs) It was about to happen, but I was in a really fucking, I don't know. Actually, I was in a good mood. I was out having some drinks. I was having a good time. So I step outside to smoke a butt. It, I was over at, uh, is it on the hook or off the hook? Over by the same I don't hook know. Bridge. There's one's off the hook. The other one's on the deck. On the deck. Fucking... Oh, so it's off the hook. So I'm at off the hook. Off the hook's the one at the bottom of the bridge. That yeah. has the nice fried grouper yeah. sandwich. Yeah, so here's where I don't want to confuse you, because I was on the deck at off the hook. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right? I'm already confused. <laughs> so, but that's where I'm at. That's the location. So I step outside for a smoke. Well, I think I just got bit by the A high five Zika mosquito. I <laughs> oh, swear to luck. God. You I just felt a suck pinch. the blood out? <laughs> no. Why would you even offer that? <laughs> I don't know. That's that what gets, I've heard. That on gets TV. weird. All right. Don't don't fucking confirm any r- rumors that have already <laughs> I thought it would make good radio. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I'm on the deck at off the hook. And so I get hit with the most non-insulting thing that I've ever turned into an insult just to argue with kids in my life. So I step down to the deck. I'm enjoying a smoke. And there's two video gamers out there, right? Uh It must have been there. They weren't young, but it was definitely like one of their first times getting drunk. Because the thing about video gamers when they get drunk, they don't get beer muscles. They get cool muscles. Yeah, right. They get get ultra sarcastic. Yeah, they get ultra. And they think they're fucking rad as shit. Uh You know what I mean? So these kids are drinking, think they're fucking rad. And one of them turns to me and goes, you know who you look like? The lead singer of Hoobastank. And I fucking lost it. (laughs) I would too, though. Rightfully so, my friend. Rightfully so. You know, it wasn't that bad. He didn't say it to insult me. He was just saying it because he thought I looked like the dude. Now, I really couldn't pick. I just know it's an Asian dude. And maybe I smoked weed, so I probably looked Asian. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My eyes get squinty when I get a little tipsy. Hoobastank is an Asian dude? It's an Asian. Wait, what? I, you know what? I don't think I know a Hoobastank song. What Hoobastank? I am crawling in the dark looking for the answers. <sighs> no? Sound I am wanting more. All right. The other one is, uh, uh, I found a reason to be. The things that I used to be. I just made those words up. <laughs> I don't know any of those no? songs. Okay. Oh. All right. So he's an Asian, right? right? And I fucking went Asian on this kid. Like, at first I did kind of like the, the crazy white man. Like, I got all close. Like, you want to die? <laughs> 
I just, but I really went crazy on this kid, and I told him I was going to throw his ass off the fucking deck into oncoming traffic, <laughs> and so his video game buddy was like, whoa, whoa, easy, pal, we were just, you know, talking to you or whatever, I was like, so you want some of this? So like, all of a sudden, I'm like, in the face of these two kids, threatening, uh, I think the other kid, I said, I'm going to smash a brick into your face, like, I really went off on these fucking dudes, like, hardcore, to where the big black bouncer guy had to come out and, like, peel me away because I was going to fucking wreck this kid for calling me the lead singer of Hoobastank. So then from there, it turns into a fucking Joe Pesci moment as I calm the fuck down. We all go back inside and it totally turned into a Joe Pesci when he, when he kills Billy Bats in the bar when he tells him to get his shine box. Yeah, go home, get your fucking yeah, shine box. Because everything was all cool. I was chilled the fuck out. And the gamers were talking to their gamers that were inside and everything was cool. And, you know, I even went up to the one dude i was like yo sorry i lost it bro whatever and this and that and then all of a sudden i hear the one gamer kid go blah 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 that fucking asshole so i totally went pesci i took my glass man i was like son of a bitch i fucking smashed my glass ran over to the fucking dude grabbed his ass and then just as that fucking happened the big black guy wrapped me up quick and he's like they were on my side they were like we heard that you know what i mean i don't i don't blame you for losing it and the gamers got the shoe. Really? They, they got, kicked the fucking gamers the, the out? The whole crew got sent home to play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> and eat Rod and eat Ritos. <laughs> but it was such a shine box moment because it was all like, you know, drinks on the mm, house, mm. on the house. <laughs> Everything was all good. And then I just hear him go, that asshole. And I was just like, son of a bitch and then i went fucking nuts on this video gamer but it all goes back to hoobastank well you can't go around calling people hoobastank i know can't do it i know i would have lost my shit too (laughs) yeah like if he said you know let's pick another asian in rock (laughs) let's say if i look like the peruvian guitar player from uh some 41 i don't think i would have got as mad what if he said you looked like the new uh filipino steve perry who is that? The guy, the journey, the new Steve Perry, the new singer from, uh, I think he's Filipino. You didn't know about this journey thing? Where they journey. Oh, yes, yes. I actually seen that live with him. He's a good singer. That is the craziest thing. Not to throw you off of your beating up no, video game nerds because you look like Hoobastank. It's all good. But I was actually discussing this with somebody yesterday where, because he was talking about how he went, he's been over at, uh, it wasn't the Philippines, but it was somewhat, something like that. And he said that there's all these cover bands there, and it's all these Asian. Oh, I love Asian. It's all these bands. Asian dudes that that will play American music, and uh, and sound just like the yeah, bands. Right on the money. But the crazy thing about it is that they like the, they don't know English. They sing the songs phonetically. Yeah. So like it's and great. Yeah. Right. So it's not like they're it's not like they're fucking. Um, like they're they're they, know they they're understand saying. what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. They're just they're pronouncing it in the same way that you like. They're just saying like syllables like if that we they memorize. Sing Chinese, yeah, right, and yeah. not know understand what is going on. Yeah. But then make it sound like fucking. It's that's crazy. <laughs> like if we were gonna sing Wizzo. Yeah, it's like when I try to sing uh, El Ch- uh, Champs Elysees. It, like yeah, the, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, up? I think they say clubbing at they some do. point. I'm like, clubbing a clubbing a, it's something and coming and something and the subbing a the people. And then the only thing I know is El Chancellor. <laughs> and then saw off my leg. <laughs> 
speaking of, I met someone who knew Stevie O, and we had like a 20-minute Stevie O combo. Really? Yeah. Stevie O, for anybody who might have listened to, I think, episode six, <laughs> yeah, when we nine, talked about Bob's Mark and Dildo, was a uh, raging alcoholic amputee that mm-hmm. we used to work with when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. There, before we get off of Hoobastank and how you looked like him, uh, that reminded me and of... physical attributes of early 2000 bands. I wanted to say two things. Number one, another drummer that when not now again because i'm i'm i think that i'm probably fatter than he is i know for a fact that i am but uh when we were younger when i when i was a young fucking 130 pound fucking pipsqueak uh i used to think that trey cool hey, i'm 138 <laughs> are you really yeah jesus uh, I used to, I'm fucking like got down to 190 and I'm think I'm, I'm, fuck, I'm like happy. I used to think Trey Cool was a whale. Yeah, I used to think Trey, Trey Cool was a fat guy. Yeah. If you look at Trey Cool now, he's the skinniest guy in the fucking band. Yeah, well, he used to wear giant shirts. But he was never I don't fat. Know how the fuck he drums in those shirts. Even if you go back and look at the time that I thought he was fat, he was never even close right, to fat. Right, no, he just wore humongous clothes. Why do you, why do you, uh, like, why do we just think that certain people are fat? I guess some people have like not certainly fat faces but faces of fat people which i like to call people that look like their fat mothers <laughs> because <laughs> oh you're gonna say chris christie not, like his fat mother yeah not just chris christie and his fat fucking mother but other kids that like you mostly notice it in like prepubescent boys that are chubby they like get picked up by school picked up at school and you notice that their fat mom they are their fat mom you know what i mean Those yeah, yeah, chubby yeah, little yeah, kids. yeah yeah and like, like they all look like andy schmil schmackness yeah and they like them and their mom share a fucking carton of turkey hill at night yeah they got they got fucking lees on their head but don't call them a lee head <laughs> Sorry. I used to like that show. I fucking love that show. <laughs> it's Schmanny Schmillanakis. Yeah, that's my show. It's Schmanny Schmillanakis. Fucking. All right. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to say, speaking of Hoobastank, was my new favorite meme. I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. My favorite memes are the ones where there's a picture and then and then people will write different things on it. You, see, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, yeah. Like there was that. Those are the best ones. There was that one forever where there, there's that like white woman sitting down, and there's like that that black African kid like looking up quizzically at her, and then the people wrote different things. And like one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones ever. You know which one I'm talking about? I think so. Uh, well, anyway, it's like they're they're definitely in some sort of like African slum or something. And it's there's this white woman, and there's this. And li- what is she like delivering rice there's or something? A, she's just sitting there, and there's this African kid, and he's looking at her like confused. And there's so many different ones, and they're all hilarious. And you could spend all day going through them, but uh-huh. but but one of them was it was it, you know one of them was uh, it said. Um, are you? T- uh, you're 25 years old. <laughs> what are you, immortal? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the meme I'm talking that's about. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. But uh, my new favorite meme is there's a picture of a uh, a white. It's a white girl with uh, black hair, and she's got some tattoos on her arms, and uh, she's kind of leaning forward over the lip of a pool. She's in a pool, and she's kind of leaning forward, like so her stomach would be against the wall of the pool. Yeah, and then next to her. 
is a black guy. Like just, I've seen just this one. you seen this one with yeah. like with his back, and he's just totally relaxing, and he's making conversation with her. And there's been so many different ones, but I, and they're all hilarious. But I read one the other day where in in, in caps it just says, "Cut my life, <laughs> cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort." Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's up, Snowflake? My name's Jonah <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> And I fucking laughed at that thing for, I swear to God, for like an hour. I was driving around the city, and every once in a while, I'd just look at it and start dying laughing. That is in. pretty fucking funny. It was fucking great. All right, so that's what... That's, that's Papa Roach, though, bro. Oh, that's not yeah, Hoobas thing? No, that's the Papa. <laughs> Who does have a good song, by the way? I'm also going to... Really? Papa yeah. Roach has a good song. Yeah, I think it's called Scars. Okay. It's it's more of like a... Uh, uh, I would call it like a punk rock ballad. Mm. Yeah. And you know it if I sang it. Is it a... Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not a big singer, so you're going to have to stay. Please suspense. sing it. Go ahead. Um, let me think. You gotta Cut my thing. life in two pieces. Suffocation. No breathing. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. What's up, Snowflake? My name's Jamal. I'm going to start calling White Jack Snowflake. Snowflake. I remember the black uh, guys of the basketball team at Stockton. I used to buy weed off one of them. That's how I wasn't mingling with the black basketball players. <laughs> Even if you were, that's okay, my friend. I know, but not because I'm white, because I'm five foot five. Right. <laughs> that's why, you know? I get it. But uh, they used to make me call the one white guy on the team MC Snowflake. <laughs> And so one time they were like, go call him MC Snowflake. So I was like, what about MC Snowflake? And they were all like, oh, he did it. <laughs> but uh, Black where, people where are just it? infinitely cooler than That's everybody. right. Yeah. Now, welcome to my world. Like, how could you not? It just sucks that we were born white. I would just love to be, <laughs> I would love to be black. I want to do the fucking Afro with the Afro pick in the hair. The fact that I've never been, I've had many hairstyles in my life. You you know this. I've, yeah. My hair has been every single color. I've I've done Every single hair color, hairstyle that you could possibly think of, I've never been able to have a fro with an afro pick stuck mm, in it. That is the best hairstyle will. of all time, hands down. <laughs> wins everything above all. It, the fucking you know, like if I was Obama, I'd grow out the afro and stick an afro pick in it, and then all the other. But countries- can Obama grow a fro? I don't he know. Might I'm just gonna ha- guess that he, might be racist of me to assume might, that he, he can. He just might be able to grow those really big, like cheese doodles. Oh, because maybe. he's like half white, right? So it's probably half bro. <laughs> I hope that there's fucking. <laughs> he looks very disappointed about that. I know. <laughs> I am. I hope that I hope that in my next life I come back as a black man <laughs> for many reasons, but full One, black, not Barry O black. No, full on fucking black. Yeah, I want to be funny. Uh, I want to be uh, more athletic than I am. Great dancer. I want to fucking. I want to rock uh, fucking an afro with an afro pick in it, mm-hmm. and I want to call white women snowflake. Mm-hmm. So whatever karmic fucking gods are and out there, listen to that shit. Slap a mean bass too. Oh yeah, well yeah. I can slap a mean bass right now though. You know, I'm talking I'm, like a black man can. Yeah, but you know, with all that soul. When it comes to the stringed instruments, Richie, <laughs> I, I kind of rip on. I, it. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm just I wasn't taking it away. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just talking kidding. about you'd have the black man's groove. No, I'm actually not that good at bass. I am a. I am a uh, guitar player playing a bass. You're an axe man. Yes. Like like all bassists. I wonder, like, it's so crazy because I don't know if it's the drummer in me, but I, I swear, if I wasn't a drummer, I would love, love to be a bassist. I think that is the coolest fucking instrument there is. Oh, it is. By I far. I love that fucking instrument. There is no better instrument in a band than the bass, but if it's done correctly... Uh, if it's not a guitar player playing the bass. Right. If, yeah. if you have a real bass player in a band... 
especially like there's certain music where you need a, new, a real bass player. So like any sort of funk or jazz or anything like yeah. that, the whole thing's a rhythm fucking section. No so doubt. you better have good guys. Mm-hmm. But in rock and roll or punk rock or or oh, God forbid country music or any of that shit, you don't really need that. I mean, you always need. But a, it's awesome when you do. You always need a solid rhythm section, but you could get away with the guy who's just picking a, the the root notes on a bass, right. And playing every, you know, you could get away with that. And some bands are great, even though they just have that. Yeah. But when you have a rock and roll band or a punk rock band or a country band or something like that, and you have a real bass player in it, it takes the whole thing. It takes the whole thing. It's definitely, that's it. Definitely By the far the level. best, the best part of it. If you Love have it. an album, there's certain albums that I that I listen to that I consider bass albums, mm-hmm. and uh, and it because my the, do you know any off the top of your head? Because I want to I want to think about well, it. Well, hmm, let me let me think. I mean, besides, I mean, there's obviously the the like the real bass albums, like the weather, the Jocko weather report stuff and shit like oh, that. Okay, so you're but, not talking about strictly punk rock. You're talking about oh no, but okay, let me let me give you an example because that's what would interest me. Let me give you an example of an album that is totally. Uh, totally the bass the whole time and when i listen to it i only listen to the bass is and it is uh i don't know how much uh, if we want to call it a punk rock album or not but it's but it's you know from that era is the get up kids guilt show Ooh, good one that album good one because that bit that even on a wire is very bass driven oh you know that you know what i'm sorry that's what i meant on a wire okay, i yeah, said yeah. guilt show but i meant on a wire yeah on a wire is that the that bass player Grooving. but he he owns that whole album yeah he does it, it, it every one of those songs you listen to the fucking bass player love to get a yeah. bass player do you is, listen to spoon he no he's fucking he's the bass player in spoon and spoon's he awesome is because a of him fucking jive soul bro mm-hmm. i think he bleaches his skin because <laughs> <laughs> my man has got soul yeah total soul yeah Ooh, this is fun. Let's try and think of other bass-driven rock. Go ahead, give me uh, one. It's tough. It's tough because you know now you're you know when the wheels turn and you can't think of shit. Now here's one that I'm gonna say if you want to stay in the, in the reins of punk rock. The only problem is is that it's not much of a groove. It's more aggressive, but but that's okay. Uh, that okay, well then obviously no effects. No. Oh no. I think that might kind of. I'll give nice. you a hint. You could just unplug the guitar. And I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is a guitar in Rancid. Well I don't think Tim plays. No, Tim doesn't play no. shit. He, he Tim, Tim has a fucking that Gretsch that there's no way in yeah. uh, look, I've I've held that Gretsch. I, I I've touched Tim Armstrong's guitar <laughs> he gets before. Hollowed out. There is no way that that guitar could ever stay in tune. Number one, you could, it doesn't because Gretches generally don't stay in tune as it is. But he plays a, this lefty Gretch that he plays on his shins. Yeah, and fucking, there's no way the thing stays in tune. And if you've watched him live, we've been to a ton of Rancid shows yeah. our whole life. He hits a chord every like fucking five or six. Yeah, measures. I was gonna say I've never even seen him strum a chord. Yeah, and if it, if he does, it's the most attitude shit you've ever heard in your life. Right, he strums it the wrong way. <laughs> like strum up, and it'll sound like shit. I've only seen him play a cup. Like no, nah, I wouldn't even call him solos. He'll play a couple of whittlies here and there. Well, he does. He he'll do the the, uh, the like the. Keith Richards, like he'll come in and go, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you're right that most of the most of like the gut and balls that come from that band, and I and you know I'm speaking about their their heyday. I haven't heard any of their recent records. Comes from the fact that Matt Matt Friedman's bass 
it is 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 low. It's got some gain on it. and It's growling. It's the yeah. whole backbone of the whole thing. But that guy fucking rips. Now I don't know if he could. He might be, but I don't know if he's the type of bass player that uh, that could play like a like, like let's say like a Victor Wooten or a Jaco Pastorius or something like that. Like I don't know if he could lay down a groove like that. But I as far would, as like say no, as far as picking a bass with a pick and fucking playing like uh, quickly and, and and intricate shit that way, he's fucking yeah. the guy's good I, shit. I think if if he could play that type of shit that fast. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to lay down a smooth groove. It's, dude, some of that shit's I, the hardest. I know it's two different things, but like if you take your bass that seriously, I don't think he's a slouch. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. I think he sleeps with that thing. You know? <laughs> like, serious. He definitely names his bases, you know? Mm-hmm. Female names. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he's that type of cat, no doubt. You know, he takes his shit because he knows. He probably know. He know shit, if I, if I wasn't in Rancid, there'd be no Rancid. He probably, like, has a poster that says that. <laughs> you know? Like, his parents. He wakes up every day, kisses his palm, and touches it. <laughs> yeah, his parents tell him that at dinner. <laughs> you know, honey, you are the backbone of Rancid. Don't you let that Tim be giving you any shit. <laughs> yeah. You are Rancid. <laughs> exactly. Now, drive around in your low-riding Cadillac with your fucking, <laughs> with your, uh, fedora hat on <laughs> i was gonna say make sure you have enough murray's <laughs> yeah we know two things one you're the backbone of rancid two you are a dapper dan man <laughs> yeah i was gonna say two a dab will not do you <laughs> <laughs> my man puts it on the comb so what is your what's your favorite bass album my favorite bass punk rock album mm-hmm Shit, man. That's... It could be any. It doesn't have to be punk rock. Oh, that is so tough, man. You know who I think is a very bass-driven punk rock band? Lagwagon. Really? I, I think Lagwagon. I don't think I've ever even heard a bass line. Really? Take Lag- a Lagwagon's all treble. Yeah. The, like they're, it, they're so trebly that you actually hear like the click. Uh, there was a weird period in the Fat Wreck uh, epitaph bands where the way to... Uh, a good example of this... Is the uh, the No Effects album so long? And thanks for all the shoes. Mm-hmm. Where the bass drum, there's no bass to it. It's just a click. It's just like that's exactly what it is. The trigger. A lot of people. I think that that fed came and went. A lot of people still use them on their toms mm-hmm. because it's really hard to get a good tom sound, especially if you use them a lot. But it's a trigger. It's uh, you know, it's. It, it doesn't go out of tune. It's just you're hitting your bass drum, but you're not hearing the bass drum. You're hearing a synthesized trigger right. that people just clip onto their fucking drums, and that's what you're fucking hearing. Right. And it's it's shitty. I think yeah. it's shitty. I hate that click. That bothers the shit out of me. Like, right. I don't know what record you had on in your car that one time, but it had the greatest drum sound. No clicks at all. It was just, I don't know what kind of drums the dude was using. I forget what band. It might have been Propagandi. I want to say. Oh yeah, sure. Well, Jord's amazing. The, those that drum sound they. Found... You're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, supporting cast, which is the album that they did at the Blasting Room with Bill Stevenson, who we brought up on the last episode. Oh, one of the best drum techs ever. One of the yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's he just you know he's a drummer. He knows drummers, and he and he he's the one that records and produces at that place. Uh, and that's their best sounding album by far. And one of the reasons why is because the drum sound that they got for Jord was amazing. That. I heard you listen to that album. That drum sound is definitely the best recorded drums I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Ever. You know what? A really good, not I'm flying onto drums here, but um, uh, Taylor Hawkins, you know, from Alanis Morissette. 
from he, that Alanis Morissette <laughs> fame. Yeah, he uh, he played drums on I want to say the fourth or fifth Coheed and Cambria record. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, the- when they were in the midst of all their druggy doing, when they were like flopping back and forth with bassists and drummers, he he robbed the Dwayne Reed, and then the drummer got all whacked on heroin, so they lost their drummer and their bassist. So mm-hmm. they were in between. Well, they had Chris Penny from uh, Dillinger for a while, and then it, I think it was before they got Penny. They were in between musicians. So the drummer from the Foo Fighters recorded played uh, drums on a Coheed and Cambria album. Album, yeah. Wow. On um, the one, the album that's um, I, the hit song on the record was "The Suffering." I don't know. Yeah. Did it, it go like this? Why, <laughs> yo? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. It's not. It's it's not a bad record. Um. You know, it's not a fucking. It's not. <laughs> it's not um, their first two albums, that's for sure. But I want to say it was their fourth record. Something about Apollo burning in a star in the space or whatever. Okay, <laughs> but sure. uh, you know, Taylor Hork. Was oh. there an accompanying comic book? <laughs> I'm sure there is. I mean, it was probably part one. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, it was uh, probably the album that those kids were listening to on their way to get attacked by you at often on the deck. <laughs> exactly. While they were cleaning the fog off of their glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway, Taylor Hawkins recorded the drums for a Coheed and Cambria album and it's definitely one of the best drum second to that what a supporting cast. But Definitely one of the best drum sounds ever because that dude's a beast. I don't care. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't. He, I, he must do a lot of heroin because I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. See, okay. I'm not saying that's why he's such a beast. I'm saying I was about to say because I've seen uh, uh, an interview or a, a picture of him recently. My man is like a second away from like full blown Halloween decoration. Really? He's just a skeleton with a beard. I think he's just one of those California dudes who's super skinny and fucking, you know. No, he's got a really bad heroin addiction. Really? You yeah. think? Yeah. No, I know for a fact. Oh, how do you know yeah. that for a fact? Because not only do I research bods, but I research <laughs> life. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, so I know what you look like and I know what you ingest. All right. But uh, yeah, Taylor Hawkins, big problems, big drum sound. Yeah, yeah, he's drumming it up. But yeah, my man is so good. Like even on like Conan or Saturday Night Live, where bands usually shit the bed. You know what I mean? My man is right on point, sounding like a fucking beast. Well, here's the deal: if if uh, if you if Dave Grohl picks you to be the drummer in his band, you have to be pretty fucking good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think Dave Grohl picked him. Uh, from what I researched. <laughs> In my research. Okay. Um, Is this an RTG investigate? Yeah, well, I, I didn't pull the full hat on. But you know what? I did do a little. <laughs> it's more of this. It's more of this. I may be making some of this up. Of RTG. I love that. I think that's the Field of Dreams song. Like, I, <laughs> I hear fucking, you know, that black guy talking in his sweet, deep voice. James Earl Jones? Yeah, James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. I that black guy, you racist. <laughs> well, he ain't white. That's for damn now, sure. Now, James Earl Jones could probably play a mean bass. Now, picture <laughs> this. Number one, not only could he fuck the shit up on bass, because I'm sure he can. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, imagine James Earl Jones. With a fucking nice afro with a pick in it. Yeah. That tell me that's not Playing the greatest the thing in the world. I would elect him president of and the United singing. States. If he if he went up right now 
It, and, you know, because we have these two shitbirds that are yelling at each other to try to be the president of the United States. If James Earl Jones got on stage with an afro, with the afro pick in it, with a fucking a Fender P bass strapped around <laughs> this fucking thing, didn't say a word in Fucking he would win. That would be it. He would be the president of the United States. Just did one sweet line. That's it. He just goes. And then when he's done, fireworks go off. That's it. That's it. Okay, go ahead. That's all I forgot. What I was so James Earl about. Jones. Uh, well, why did I even bring him up? No, because oh, Field the Dreams, Inside the Mind. Who did I research? Taylor Hawkins. Really, I wasn't done with him. No. Oh, uh, from what I researched was he was still rocking with Atlantis. That was like his fucking main gig. Yeah. He, he thought life was over. I'm playing with Atlantis. He had one hand in his uh, pocket. The other one was giving a peace sign. <laughs> exactly. He's like, how am I going to get bigger than this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And his brother actually was a huge Foo Fighters fan and had seen a, uh, either a Foo Fighters concert or a Foo Fighters video or seen them perform live in some fashion or whatever. And his brother actually said to Taylor, this is the fucking band that you should be in. And then they had their problems with the Sunny Day guy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but the, reason the, but the reason they had problems with the Sunny Day guy... Have you ever watched the Foo Fighter documentary? Oh, that Sonic Highway thing? No, 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 no. There was an actual documentary about the Foo Fighters. No. I watched it. And what happened was... When they re- were recording the second album, I believe, because the first album was all Dave. He did everything. Nine Inch Nails. Played style. every instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second album, after they put together the live band, which he picked the bass player and the drummer from Sunny Day Real Estate, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the drummer uh, was, he was doing fine, but Dave just wasn't happy with any of the drum tracks. He couldn't swing so, Dave's so, so, because he, Dave, you know, Dave Grohl being the drummer that he is. So he fucking, during that album, might have been their third album, I don't know, but one of the, one of the albums, they, they basically, Dave basically said, listen, man, uh, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be my live drummer, no doubt, but uh, I'm going to play all the drums on the album. And the guy got fucking pissed. And 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 Is started and started getting disgruntled and despondent, and then they finally had to break out of him. And then he was looking for a drummer, and then he found Taylor Hawkins. Is that how? It went yeah, down? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Taylor had to rehearse because he was on the hunt for the fighters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I don't blame Dave. You know, like I'm not one for kicking dudes out of bands. I think that's a very pretentious thing to do unless someone really sucks balls. You know what I mean? Right. But. Uh, I'm totally on Dave's side here because I like the drummer in Sunny Day Real Estate. I think he's got a good style. I think, you know, he's a good drummer. As far as dynamics go, my man's pretty weak. Yeah. Really weak. Right. Zero dynamics. Like, hit those fucking things. Right. You know what I mean? You're a drummer. You're not a fucking, like, you know, fucking, tim- you're not playing the fucking xylophone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hit those fucking drums when you need to, you right. know? And Taylor, I'm sure he goes through like a symbol a week. Well, I, you know, with Nirvana, um, the you know, a symbol a song. Well, Kurt, <laughs> but Kurt wasn't happy with any of their drummers, and and he went and saw Scream and and said that's the guy I want, and and went out of his way to recruit Dave Grohl into Nirvana. Oh, who wouldn't? So yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, like I guess to, sometimes it seems like you you need to make these these uh, difficult decisions like uh, against friends or whatever you know like i'm sure chad channing was like what the fuck dude he's like sorry but this guy's this guy's fucking better than you are i'm sure kurt and chad probably used to dock on occasion (laughs) they were like close buddies they looked like each other yeah fucking those those bleach pictures you're just like yeah um 
what, what was I going to say, though? Oh, the, the last thing I want to say about the Foo Fighters and the Foo Fighter documentary is the heartbreaking thing of it was... Um, they found, Pat Smear, found out Pat Smear was gay. No. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> knew that. It took me a while. Uh, I thought he was just like some eccentric, I don't know, flamboyant man. I, I don't even know if he actually is gay. Oh, God. Come on. Well, whatever. He maybe made out with Darby Crash a couple times. The weird thing about he just fu- looks like he the weird AIDS. thing about <laughs> a, a fucking Pat Schmier is he was the guitar player in like one of the <laughs> Pat Schmier Schmier yeah because he committed murder. <laughs> is he was like one of the guitar players in one of the quintessential punk bands of all time? Yeah, uh, it's just weird and that he, that he was. It seems like two different people. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. In the, in once Pat Schmier left the band. <laughs> Schmear. He was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, a little schmear, like a little schmear of cream cheese on your bagel. Um, once Pat left the band, Dave Grohl got the the guy from Scream, his original band, as the guitar really? player. I thought that was the guy from uh, No Use for a Name. No, 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 no. No, listen, listen to me. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right, you're ready. Chris Shitlift. Or Shitlift or whatever his name is. Shiftless. Uh, I thought you were saying he was on the Shitlift. No, Chris Shiftless, the guy who, who plays with him now, he was the guitar player from News for a Name. Oh, he was. But before him, they he when, when Pat Smear left, they went and got, he went to his old buddy, fucking the, the guitar player, and I think, I'm not totally sure, but I think the lead singer of Scream, the band really? that Dave Grohl started with, and said, you're going to be the new guitar player in the Foo Fighters, and for about a year, wow, what a he ticket. played guitar. Like a Brutus Beefcake situation. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking played guitar and toured with the Foo Fighters, and Dave, Dave, for some reason or another, Dave Grohl kicked him out and went and found the guy Chris who they have now. Maybe he didn't like the way it was working, he didn't like the way it was gelling or something like that, and in the documentary, it, 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 they are interviewing this guy, and uh and he's just sitting there and and i mean this is how many years later you know 10 years later whatever he still looks stunned and he even says to the camera he's like i don't know what happened i don't know why but all i could say was that was like the best year and a half of my life and he's fucking heartbroken i feel so fucking bad for him now here's the hey man dave's a picky man here's what here's what i think though but he still keeps that goofy bassist the guy the guy is ugly as fuck. Like, uh, yeah. and, and maybe, I don't know, but maybe Dave Grohl really wanted to put together a good-looking band because think of the, you know, Pat aside, but even Pat's attractive in his own way. But everybody, the gays. everybody else in that band is, a, is an attractive gentleman. Yeah, because Pat Smear, like, I think he does keep him for the gay dynamic because I think Pat looks like one of those guys that, like, you know, you could put glitter all over him and dress him up like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I like paint them gold. <laughs> the weird thing about Pat Smear is he's like fucking sixty. Yeah, because he was a generation before all those dudes. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, but the, I I think uh, Pat was like, I mean, Nirvana was definitely punk rock, no doubt about it. But Pat really brought that that you know what we know. What I like to call it California punk rock to Nirvana because you know they didn't really. Go that, I mean, yeah, Kurt destroyed everything and Dave hits the drums harder than anyone else. But like, they didn't really have that jumping around, swing your guitar around thing going on. You know what I mean? That you get from a lot of California punk rock bands, you know, that like jumping and, 
You know, that when I saw Pat do that on the Live and Loud concert, I thought that was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, right. Well, Go, the guy was a guitar player for the Germs. Right. That's what I mean. Like, he brought that dynamic, and that's cool as fuck, you yeah. know? And, like, you know, he wasn't that old yet. What was it, 94? He was probably, like, 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, our age now. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh-oh, man. don't start talking about that. <laughs> he was in Nirvana. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, how do we even go down this fucking rabbit hole? Well, because we're analyzing the looks of bands. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay. Like that's how, you're right. Maybe Dave wanted to put together some lookers. Yeah. You know, like even though fucking Taylor's definitely going down the tubes, yeah. my man needs some food. Another thing is, is that Dave, maybe Dave Grohl just put on some muscle or something. But if you look at Nirvana, Dave Grohl, and then you, and you look at Dave Grohl of the last 10 years, they kind of look like two different people yeah. my assumption he was a baby my assumption you're right he was he and was a the, child and the beard covers up his giant toothy like monster i was thinking that maybe he got some work done you think maybe he could it says possibly he's a very uh very vain man huh? you think he is i don't know i mean if he was that vain he wouldn't get that big corny feather tattoo <laughs> <laughs> has the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I don't know. I'd I can't... rather have tribal work. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This show is why we did the vainest show ever. Who else can we make fun of? Uh so what do we even talk about this whole show? Music. Didn't music, you did you music, come with music. any topics whatsoever? Yeah, but you know what? This is way too good of stuff here. <laughs> well, we should switch gears for the last fifteen. Um, yeah, you know what? This is something that has been on my mind that I'm really trying to piece together. I didn't get to investigate it because I don't think there's too much to investigate. It's kind of just like, you know, the things we overlook as Americans and the things that we pay attention to based on what, when and how and what we're told to pay attention to and to fear and to think is important. But um, I was thinking about, like I always do, thinking about the 90s, about mm-hmm. how it was just a fascinating time and how we were lucky to be a part of it, especially musically. Right. And the early 90s, which was pretty damn close when it comes to civil rights, pretty damn close to what we're dealing with now and to what uh, African Americans dealt with in the 60s, you know, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty huge time for civil rights for black people, I think. You're talking about now. Yeah. Like with the whole with the whole black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Yeah. The cops thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about 20 years from now we're going to look back at this time as a turning point in that somehow. But you know what? They were probably thinking of that in the 60s. They no, were of course. Like, and, with, Man, and, in the and they 80s, were right. We're going to look back and well, you know what? I mean, it's happening again. What's the difference? Well, there's always going to be the struggle, but there there will be there will be certain points in the timeline where where real change at least was started, and and I think that now is one of those times. Yeah, oh, true, yeah, true, yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah, right. yeah. So you know, I was d- thinking about my '90s and stuff, and then I started thinking about Public Enemy. You know, because of the whole Black Lives my Matter favorite thing. rap band of all time. I know they are. That's why I was. I thought this would be interesting to you, and. They were huge mm-hmm. on not only black power, right, and you know taking the power back and fighting the power mm-hmm. and power and glory and everything else. Yeah, but not, they surrounded themselves with big black fists, big black panthers, and big black Muslims. Yeah, and no one ever. Farrakhan all, is a prophet that I think you ought to listen to. <laughs> and all anyone cared about 
was the gram of crack in Flavor Flav's pocket. Right. And no one cared that they were surrounded by these white-killing crazed maniacs. Well, I don't... Number one, I don't know if they were white-killing crazed maniacs, but they were... You don't think they wanted to kill Whitey? They, uh, no, I, there's, I don't think there's anything in, in, uh, in Public Enemy's lyrics that are about killing Whitey. There, it's about uh, well, the... Well, not it, physically it, killing Whitey. It's about the injustice... Right, uh, and and that's what they've always been about, and they were right, and then they're fucking right. Yeah, but I mean, I've never you know listened to Public Enemy records folder to folder, and you've I'm, never listened to a, a Apocalypse ninety one, The Enemy Fights Back. That might be one of the best rap albums of all time. I, I can't say that I've ever sat down and celebrated the whole record. No, really, you should I listen mean, to it. You really should. I've, I'm sure I've listened to it, but I've never you know after I've thought about this topic, I've never gotten the chance to go back and listen to it and investigate rtg style right right you know but i am willing to bet that there's some lyrics if not songs on there that say that they need to stand up revolutionize and you know bring down the fist on old white man well yeah there is like uh like by uh, by the time i get to arizona is a song that's all it's about it uh, well, I, I, I kind of st- I stand on public enemy side with that song. <laughs> no, but I stand on their side with everything because they, I mean, yes, they might be a little bit militant in the fact uh, uh, of their of their their message, but their message is correct. Yeah, the message is correct, but is you know is violence and aggression the answer? But there's no violence. They're, they're not. They're never asking for violence. Are against. you sure? Yeah, because I can't think. The I, cover of their record it is a target. <laughs> no, I yeah, I get that. I, I but but I think that's them saying that through a scope. <laughs> because yeah, but what I think what they're saying is they're the en- the public enemy. They're 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 ostracized from uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Like because they're the, on the run. Because they're exposing the truth. Uh, they're out there saying the things that people shouldn't be said, so they're public enemy number 1. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. right. They're, they're, I, I thought they were saying that Whitey is public enemy. No, they're never. Now, now they will definitely say shit like that. But, but it's it's true. Like, go against uh, you know racist politicians or or racist news outlets or or just discrepancies or uh, and stuff like that. But but I've never and, and I may be wrong. But I've listened to a lot of Public Enemy in my life. Mm-hmm. I have all their albums. Well, on. that's exactly why I thought you'd be. Yeah, right. To talk but to you about. but I don't think I've ever. I, I can recall a time where where Chuck D or any of them ha- w- was ever called for any sort of violence towards a white person. Yeah, you don't think Terminator X was the button? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck D wanted to take out some white politicians, so they had to call up Terminator X because. He held the Glocks. Well, I think what happened was they gave uh, they they uh, subconsciously gave Terminator X a, uh, a a phrase, and then once Chuck D said it, he goes into robot mode and starts killing white people. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the fucking umpire in Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Enrico Palazzo killed the president. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think one. You know, at at an early age, uh, when I when I first started listening to Public Enemy, one of the reasons that I attached to them so much was the fact that they had that message where I was really into hip hop and, and rap music and I liked what they were saying, but most of it was just the either telling stories like Slick Rick style yeah. or or just saying, oh, I drive this expensive car, I wear this expensive necklace well, and bitches want right to fuck there. me. Hold up, hold that phone. Because when we first started getting into rap in the early 90s, it was before the whole Blunts, Broads, Bitches, and Rolex era. Right. There was none of that in rap. rap rappers wore fucking starter jackets and snapbacks. Right. You know? 
they couldn't afford fucking rollies and fucking no that's true you know we we grew up in you know the real hip-hop era where they were just hanging on the corner drinking old english yeah right smoking nickel bags (laughs) but but i guess what i'm saying is that public enemy was the first uh rap uh, group that i ever heard that had like a real message. message yeah and and not only were they great not only is chuck d an amazing uh a writer and rapper yeah he's an and, mc for sure and they're yeah and their beats are amazing and all that shit so the, like uh musically everything was there but behind it there was a real message yeah. and a real and 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 people that are really trying to get across a point to try to change things and for some reason or another because i'm not i'm not an activist like in i am i'll talk it and stuff but i'm not out there holding picket signs right. and, and and protesting and everything i'm not right. that type of person you're not but, gonna hang the rat but every <laughs> band every band that i really truly love uh, that 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 I high, uh, hold in the highest esteems are all bands that have a specific message, and for some reason, I guess I don't know why. If you have, if you have a real deal message, and then you could relate that, you could around that message make a really awesome music too. Mm-hmm. That that almost to the point where people don't even need to know your message; they can still enjoy right. your music. And that's tough to me. That's the that's the full package. And that if you have and package. if you have that, I fucking love it. That's why my favorite bands are the Clash, Propaganda, Public Enemy. You like the Clash? Yeah, I love the Clash. Yeah, yeah. I can never get into. But the but Clash. that was the same thing. It's that kind of shit, you know. Like they fucking they have they had that message that they were trying to get across and with good music, you know. Like there was there was a reason behind their music. That kind of thing. Um and yeah and I, I yeah I, honestly I don't I I never saw Public Enemy as threatening as as a white kid from the suburbs I never saw Public oh, Enemy not to us I I like you're saying the message I always thought the message was more of one of violence than it was of no peace. it never is no it was more of we want peace this is what's going it was more reporting where the, the victims of violence. they were reporting what's going on they they were the first one of the first ones to go be out there and say this is what's going on in the hoods mm. in the ghettos in the projects you guys don't know about it because the fucking the news isn't reporting it but we're here to tell you this is what's happening and this is what has to change well, where were they from they were from philly no they're new york they're new york yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay why i don't know why i was thinking philly for queens i believe i'm really? not i'm not totally sure really? but yeah yeah because i mean obviously nwa did that on the west coast that was the, you know this is what's happening in compton yeah right you yeah know, but i didn't, i wasn't sure where public enemy i knew they definitely weren't cali they're not cali no 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 yeah no they're east coast yeah <clears throat> but yeah like the, so yeah I don't know. I, I just never saw that as as a threat. As a threat. It, yeah. it, I mean, they're definitely something that I don't relate to because they were very black militant yeah. kind of things. Like, yeah, I don't. You know, I obviously don't. They had the whole. They were. I think Nation of Islam. Nation yeah, of sure. Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, but I I think they were the. I always thought they were the violent Nation of Islam. Let me tell you something. The weirdest thing about Public Enemy is Flavor Flav because you oh, well, yeah. because you have you have uh, Chuck D Terminator X. You have the whole the 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 the, the soldiers. And and all that stuff, and then all, and then you just have this little fucking Gremlin. maniac just <laughs> running around with a clock, being like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, they needed some something that's a little. He's the wild card. <laughs> but even Flavor Flav had a song. Nine one one is a joke. No, not even that. He <laughs> fucking. Uh, I don't care how small or bigger. I don't want to be called Yo, yo nigga. nigga. Yeah. 
Nigga, get a shovel, nigga, be good digger. <laughs> then fucking, you know. Because it's the homegrown. It's the cyclone. It's the moan grown Al Capone <laughs> broken bone dome. <laughs> I hope great. that's it. It's a great band. Um, but I think I've brought this up here before uh, on this before, but can I tell you, and I was totally wrong. Really? Because because I, I don't think there could be more of a of a rap band that's like less removed than the from the actual hood and the actual violence and everything. But the band that I was afraid of when we were kids, the rap band that I was afraid of when we were kids, Naughty. No, not Naughty. I love Naughty by nature. The Machete didn't scare you at all. Now, maybe because they were from Jersey, I was kind of like, all right, really? they're my boys. Yeah. I thought they were the most ghetto of all. I mean, they definitely came from the fucking orange. They came yeah, from man. the East ghetto. Orange, but, fuck. Uh, no, the band that scared me when they first came out and I didn't know anything about them when I was a young 12, 13 years old was fucking Cypress Hill. Really? Yeah, how I could just kill a man. I was like, and in the video, <laughs> in the video, they're walking around with sawed-off shotguns and shit. And I was like, I never saw that. I video. was like, oh my god, these people are going around shooting people. <laughs> a guy was just trying to dance at a party, and they shot. He didn't have to shoot him, but he did anyway. anyway? <laughs> it, seriously, it freaked me the fuck out. And then later on, I was like, oh, these guys are like literally acting. They're really? like fucking. A dude was dancing at a party. I thought. uh the young cop tried to come in my home, so I take my chrome. I said, yo, it's on. Yeah, no, take cover, son. But that, that did happen. But also... Uh, <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. But also, wasn't he at a uh, party and the guy was dancing with Oh, weird. yeah, up at the hill, fucking up, up at, at a party, party. Tried, tried to get funny, put a hole, hole in his body. body. <laughs> Didn't have to kill him, but I did anyway. Shit, your right. punk had to pay. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like, the guy's just trying to dance and he <laughs> shot him? They're de- they have to be Cali dudes. Yeah, no, they're definitely Cali yeah. dudes. And and also they're just they're not that's not them. They're not they're not actual gangsters. They're just you know, they're like the fucking, you know They're like cholos. They're, I, even that, I just think that they're <laughs> really? they're actors. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But that's the, the impression I always got from Cypress Hill was more of like Latin kings. Yeah, maybe. Right. You know, like I don't know. What like I'm saying essays. is, there's no reason to fuck. Uh, be real could be be here right now, and we could just be hanging out and not have to feel yeah. fucking. I'd feel more intimidated if if, if like, Eric Bobo was in the room, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like Method Man or something like that. Even like, even, oh, I feel Method's like the nicest. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh. even compared to that, I feel like he's still fucking jail. But when when I first heard that, that was the first song I heard. I saw that video late at night, and I was like, "Fuck, these guys are going around <laughs> Lock the shooting windows. people." Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking roll the windows up when I drive through the fucking shit. That's what, that's another thing that I was gonna, like. Not that I ever want to take a tour, but I want to know. I want to see the slums of Shaolin because I've lived and I've been up and down Staten Island, and I have yet to see the slums of Shaolin. I want to. Is it east? Is it is west? It is all it, of the is sh- it, Shaolin Island slums? What Staten Island? <laughs> no, nah, it's a bunch of goombas with concrete front lawns. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, yeah. with with uh, you know wrought iron fences and pavers for their backyard right <laughs> you know what i mean but i want to know where these where the projects are in staten i don't know because Staten Island's not that big it's like one mile from edge to edge i think staten island's really and i lived there too but i was i don't remember it because i was very very young but staten island's the only part of new york well new york city you know the five boroughs that, i don't consider it that i don't that i don't know sh- is staten island considered a borough yeah it is yeah. well one of them isn't which, what? Is it Long Island that isn't? No, they all. It's Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Long Island, Staten Island. Oh, wait, Bronx. Wait, which one isn't a five borough? It's either Staten or Long. I think it's Long. 
I think Long Island. It, no, could be Staten, my friend. Mm-hmm. Could be Staten. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to end the show. Yeah. It's us confused Where? about fucking the five boroughs. Yeah, right. Um, let me tell you something about Long Island. There it's is long. N- there has <laughs> never been a more appropriately named place on the face of the fucking planet. That shit almost hits Europe. Whoever named <laughs> whoever named Long Island Long Island fucking was was dead like dead on. Were they flying over it and they're like, this island is long. They probably thought they could walk it because of Staten Island and they were like, fuck. Yeah, no, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island. And Staten, so long. Yeah, so fuck long. Yeah. Fuck the Long Island. Fuck the Long Island. And what boroughs are at the tip, the the western tip of Long Island? Mm. Is it, I think it's Brooklyn, Queens, then you're out to the long. Yeah, right. No, Long Island is, if you, you have to go through Queens to get to Long Island. Yeah, so yeah. it's Brooklyn, Queens, and then out to the long. Right. Yeah, okay. And then you're out in the fucking, in, you know, where. Then, then you start hitting rich boy towns. Yeah, where everybody's, yeah. everyone's flying helicopters out of the city too and shit. Yeah. All right. Summer home. I don't know what the fuck we talked about this episode, but I think it was good. Yeah, I think it was about rap. <laughs> I got tattoos slamming on my big old boobs. Hell yeah. That's a, I want to know where they were from. That's a rap band that nobody was ever afraid of was I, They had to be from the South. They yeah, were like maybe. Texas rappers. Atlanta, maybe? Yeah. In early Atlanta. True. Atlanta. True. I think Freak you, Week. I think you hit the button with that. Yeah. Well, but yeah, the, the rap that we grew up with, I call, I want to call that conscious rap. <laughs> like uh, Diggable Planets? Yeah. We be the tribe, rap like he be the lock. Tribe. Uh, uh, who did Tribe roll with that Buster was in? A leaders of the New School. Leaders of the New School. Mm. A bunch of conscious Yeah, they were conscious. Yeah. All right, well, that's that. Hey, I'm sorry that we didn't do a show on Tuesday. Uh, we're still trying to work out our new schedules. Richie's working a new job. I'm working a new job. We're all over the place. but uh, So I apologize. And uh, not that we got many complaints. People were probably just like, oh, yeah, a little rest. But uh, we'll be, next week we'll be back with the regular schedule. Yep. And uh, we maybe, might. Maybe we'll get a review. We might be. Oh, that's possible. <laughs> if someone could go on, on the iTunes and leave we a review, it'd be some nice. Time, yeah. All right. See you in future days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.